Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Suplex Show with Brett A. I'm your host, Brett, as usual. And today we're going to be reviewing Monday Night Raw from last night. A, in my opinion, horrendous show, which is only saved by a couple of good matches. One of which we're going to be talking about first on the show because, you know, might as well start off with something good because, you know, Raw didn't this week. So, yeah, uh, the big thing I'm going to talk about coming out of this week was um the New Day versus RK Bro match that took place on the show. A, um, I'll get to talk about it more in a little bit, but a very, very fun match. And one of the few high points of a horrendous episode of Raw. Uh, so, yeah. But before we get to that, we're gonna we're gonna do our little intro thing. I don't know if I mentioned this on the show a couple days ago or like sometime recently, but recently I watched uh, The Quiet Place, and that movie is so good. Like, I can't believe how good it is. Like, the first half does like a beautiful job of building, and the second half is just like all action. Like, oh, you think it's over, but then it's not. But it's not like one of those movies that just drags on forever. Because, no, it's only an hour 30 minutes. So it handles that, like, beautifully. And it's just, like, the tension's great. I'm very excited to see the sequel. Haven't been able to yet, but I definitely will. I definitely will. The uh, second I get an opportunity. Because you want to know what The Quiet Place is better than? Monday Night Raw. This show is, like, horrible. I don't know how it's not been canceled. To be honest with you. Or, like, like, WWE hasn't, like, I don't even know. Like, USA needs to, like, do something about this. Because, A, the ratings are going down, which should be concerning to them. And, B, the show is, like, probably some of the worst TV Raw's ever been. Other than maybe, like, the very start when it was just squash matches every week. This show right now is horrendous. Like, there's, like, the thing I can enjoy about Raw the only thing I can, there's reliably like one or two good matches. And, um, spoiler here, those one or two good matches, um, nine times out of ten come from either RK Bro or The New Day or putting them together, which is for the past month, they've been like easily the highlights of Raw because they're the only ones that can probably put on a good match that doesn't go to a DQ finish. Jesus, this show sucks. Like, I don't even know why I review it, to be honest. I think it's just because I enjoy making this show that I review it, to be honest. I think there's, like, including me, which nobody watches, there's two major shows left that review Raw. It's Wrestle Talk and Fightful. And then there's me, but nobody listens to me, so it doesn't matter. So there's essentially only two shows that, like, everyone else just quit. Like, Steve, or I think Going In Raw still does it. They just don't do an immediate post-show. But still, like, Cultaholic doesn't do their, like, grades for Raw anymore. And all that stuff. Like, everybody's just, like, giving up on this show. And part of me finds it hilarious. But the other part of me finds it rather depressing. So, you know, let's not get too depressed. Because we're going to start with one of the actual good things on the show. Which was New Day versus RK Bro. Which was a really fun match. And let's talk about it next. So I'll see you there. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Suplex Show with Brett A. Um, so we're we're gonna be first up starting talking with about the about I want to say maybe like towards the end of the first hour of the show maybe was this match, but it was uh the New Day taking on RK Bro in a tag team 
match. And this was like great action. Obviously, everyone in this match very, very skilled. Orton, uh, Riddle, New Day, all very skilled in the ring. And I think RK Bro has done wonders for even more than maybe Riddle, Orton, because he just becomes such a stale character, I feel like, after the Fiend feud. And, um, like, he'd been, for years, he'd been, like, the slow-paced methodical, oh, look at me, um, I, um, put everyone in a rest hold. But I think the tag team division is, um, especially on Raw, for the tag teams I have, I feel like they're much more, like, fast-paced wrestlers. Like, Viking Raiders, even, they're pretty fast, especially for their size. And, like, um, Lucha House Party... New Day, um, even, I mean, not really almost, but AJ Styles, I'd say, is a pretty fast wrestler. So I think having to keep up with them has made Orton a lot more entertaining in the ring and by default just made him much more of an interesting, like, wrestler to watch. Especially since, yes, his, like, wrestling style before it was, he was still a very, very good wrestler. But I think, like, mixing that more methodical pace with, like, this new kind of fast-paced action he started to pick up with being in a tag team has worked, like, phenomenally for him. And that was not a pun on AJ Styles. It was – well, actually, it was kind of. But, well, you know you know what I mean. But, yeah, I think working with RK Bro has done wonders for him. Or – sorry, I'm recording in a different room than usual, so it might sound a bit off. Yeah, it might. I think there's a bit of an echo in here, but I'm not sure. I'll have to listen to this back before I post it. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so let's actually get into what happened in the match instead of gushing about RK bro. So I was very excited for this match because you all know, oh, sorry, I just dropped something. Oh my gosh, this is so bad. But you'll know I'm a new K, or new K, jeez, did you see it's worse? I'm a new day mark. I'm a mark for new day and I'm a mark for RK bro. I like them both. And I think. So when I saw this tag team match got announced, I was like, okay, this is going to be our, like, one good match on Raw for the night. So, yeah. And it probably was. Sorry. Oh, my gosh. I just, I'm like, I woke up early to record this. So I'm, I'm a bit of a sleepy boy today. But anyway, um, so Riddle and Kofi started the match. And um, eventually they, um, New Day started working over Riddle, and they started hitting some double team moves on him. They had a near fall off that, but the um, but then that he managed to escape the New Day's corner and hit, get the hot tag to Orton. Um, Orton ran wild for a while on Woods because when um, um, Riddle made the hot tag to Orton, uh, Kofi made the tag to Woods. So Orton ran wild a bit on Woods before Woods was able to tag in Kofi. And they had a double team where, like, they tossed them both to the outside. And they're about to go for a suicide dive. But um, Orton and Riddle moved out of the way. So New Day was kind of, like, in the ring, like, laughing at them and, like, taunting them. And RK Bro were, like, on the outside of the ring. They if Because if they got back in, they'd immediately get attacked. And then uh, we, get, we went to a break. And then um, after the we came back from the break and it was um both teams were back in the ring um Kofi made the hot tag to Riddle and then he had to like to kind of like take a break to rest so he was on the ground on the outside and so Woods ran wild for a bit before Orton got tagged in and Orton went for the RKO Woods reversed tried for a roll up but um 
Orton was able to get out and Woods went for the honor roll, but Orton caught him out of the air with like this like beautiful, beautiful, beautiful RKO. Like it was like such a such a good like smooth one because the honor roll is like such a good looking move and combining that with like a very smooth RKO, I just thought it was like really good. And even I thought it was interesting. I thought this um match progressed the RK Bro storyline even better too, because post match like um Riddle was in the ring celebrating and Randy was kind of he just like immediately left. He was like, yeah, whatever we want, I guess. And Riddle was kind of, like, staring off after him because he was like, what, what did I do wrong? Because all match, they'd actually been hitting some, like, double-team moves. Like, Orton, like, tossed Riddle up in the air and Riddle did a floating bro onto Woods at one point, And they did, a, like, a double power bomb together. So they had been doing, like, some for their first, some of their first actual tag team moves this match. So they were starting to get along. And New Day actually came out with some new um, tag team moves. Like, there was one where, um, like, Riddle or... So Kofi like sat down in kind of like a lunge position where he had one knee up and then uh, Woods threw, I think it was Riddle in the air and he landed on Kofi's knee. So it was like a, basically like an extra, like a double team inverted atomic drop. And then there was one where they did like a jawbreaker into a springboard um, crossbody, which was very nice. And then they did a superplex into a frog splash. It was like some new tag team stuff from New Day, and I thought it was like very well, very good stuff. I thought overall this was like a great match with some really good tag psychology from the New Day. You know, isolating Riddle, um, some really fun moves, just great back and forth competitive action, and a really really fun finish. So I think that's going to be probably the end of this feud because I feel it like after Hell in a Cell we're moving on to uh, Kofi versus Lashley, which I'm not mad at. I'm excited to see that. I'm hoping. Kofi wins the title, to be honest with you, because I like Kofi. I'm a big Kofi fan. So, uh, yeah, this match was probably easily the best thing on the show. I, it was really fun. I'd say this is a pay-per-view quality match. I would have put this on Hell in a Cell, personally. And um, before we get to the play-by-play, um, I'm going to talk about, so, po- not post-match, but like maybe like 30 minutes later in the show, uh, Kofi and Woods were shown backstage and they were kind of like getting ready to leave the arena and the MVP comes over to them and he's like, Hey Kofi, remember when you let, uh, Kofi mania die? Ha ha And then he's like, tonight you lost and you want to know why you lost? Because you were hanging out with your friends. You didn't even get pinned Kofi. You didn't even get pinned in the singles match. You'd have to get pinned. So at least in a singles match, you know, it's your fault if you lose. But in that match, you could have just as easily as you want if it wasn't for your friends over here. You're losing because you're looking out for your friends. And Kofi was kind of like, no, my friends and my family are what gives me the passion to drive me forward and to do well in this company. And so I'd stop. And this was a good line for me. I'd stop running your mouth if you didn't want to be walking around with two canes right now because MVP walks around with a cane. So, of course, the backstage promos between these two the past couple weeks have been like – great because uh mvp is a really good talker and kofi he's a pretty good talker not like super awesome but still a pretty good talker and he's done beautiful backstage with these like passionate promos i think that's his best promo type so yeah these uh promos have been very exciting and it's making me very excited for that lashley uh kofi match when it eventually happens so uh, yeah very good backstage promo segment a very all the new day stuff on the show is very good and, and the RK Bro stuff. It's kind of like how on SmackDown, all the Roman Reigns stuff is always really good. Yeah, all the New Day and RK Bro stuff is always really good on Raw. Uh, so, yeah. 
uh, that's it for the kind of like New Day Archive Bro thing. So uh, let's get into the play-by-play review next, and I'll see you there. Alrighty then, let's get back into the play-by-play review of Raw and just get this over with, because this show was horrible. And to be honest with you, I'd rather not talk about it for too long, because it just makes me feel sad. So, the uh, show kicked off in Alexa Bliss's playground thing. Alexa's playground, I guess you might call it. And um, Alexa talked about what happened last week with Shayna, and it kind of showed a little video package. And she's like, I put Lily in timeout, but, uh, you know, it's not like Shayna didn't deserve it. Blah, blah, blah. Like, horrible stuff. And then... um. So Nia Jax comes over. Woohoo, it's Nia Jax, the work rate wrestler of the year. And she's like, Hey, you need to stop messing with my friends. And then Oscar and then Sham Alexa Bliss was like, Oh, I wasn't expecting to see you. I thought I'd see Shayna. And the- <coughs> sorry. And then Nia said, Oh, you aren't gonna see Shayna today, but you'll see her at Hell in the Cell this Sunday. And it was confirmed later on in the show that this Sunday at Hell in the Cell we would get Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. How exciting. Oh, wait. Nobody cares. That's like pre-show fodder. I hope it's on the pre-show. Because I don't usually talk about what happens on the pre-show, which means I don't have to talk about it if it happens. So I hope it's on the pre-show. But then um, and Naya was like, what happened to you? We used to be friends. And then Alexa, and then Alexa got all serious. And she's like, we were never friends. I hate you. And then I was like, okay, you want to take me? Let's let's have a match tonight. Let's throw down. And then Alexa Bliss is like, yeah, I'm sorry. And she started crying, but event, but it was just all like fake. And she started laughing. And she's like, yeah, I accept your challenge. So I had a couple um, problems with this opening segment. First of all, nobody wants to watch um, Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. I have nothing wrong with it. Bliss, actually. I think she's a good performer. And I think she's done this Fiend gimmick well. The only problem is that the Fiend gimmick is kind of garbage, and what they give her sucks. And I don't want to watch Alex Bliss versus Nia Jax, because I don't like Nia Jax, and I don't like Reginald. And, um, this segment, like, I don't want to watch Shayna. I'm sure Shayna versus Alexa. Actually, I don't think it will be a good match. You want to know why? Because instead of just letting them have a match, it's going to be full of, like, this stupid spooky stuff, and it's going to ruin it. Like I just I just can't really care about this match. I'm sure I am sure it could be good. If it was just a straight up singles match, I believe it could be a really fun match. But because that clash of styles with Alexa's more like I guess kind of a bit more of a high flying fast paced style combined with Shayna's like more strikey and submission style that could be very fun. But it's gonna be the whole thing's gonna be filled up with all this spooky stuff that's gonna kind of just ruin it and it's gonna not be that fun. And it makes me sad. And then the other thing I had a problem with. So Naya, when she showed up, she's like, we used to be friends, um, Alexa. And, like, are you stupid, Naya? You guys were, like, never friends. They literally had a feud for the Raw Women's title at WrestleMania 34 that was centered around Alexa Bliss body shaming Nia Jax and constantly calling her fat. So Nia Jax went into the feud, went into Mania as the baby face because she was being body shamed by Alexa Bliss. And, oh, they used to be friends. Good one, Nia. Hilarious. And then Alexa briefly shows she's like, friends with you? You wish. Like, no, never. Because it never happened. Like, are you, stu- are, are you actually stupid, Nia? 
Well, you know, I can only get so mad at the opening segment because the next thing also made me unhappy. So show starts with Nikki Cross. She comes out and um, she's all like, and oh, before this, it showed the little backstage thing with Sonya Deville, Adam. I don't know if Adam Pierce was there, but I know Sonya Deville and Charlotte were. And Charlotte's like, today before my or Helena's, or my match at Helen's Cell with Rhea, I want to take on Nikki Cross because I lost to her, lost to her, not really lost, but I didn't win against her in that beat the clock challenge, and I want that scrub from my record, and I want to beat her tonight, you know. And then she's like, I don't need to. T-. And then there's a back another backstage interview before the match started because this match just never started, um, where she was all like, Yeah, I'm. Um, what'd she say? Oh, she's like, I don't need to take this match before on the cell. Like, it'd be perfectly fine if I win in without this warm-up match. But I want to go in. But I want to do this match because I want to show that I'm better than Nikki Cross. I want this, you know, I want to show that I'm better than Rhea Ripley. You know, blah, blah, blah. All that fun stuff. So Nikki Cross comes out. And what really annoyed me here was, so Jimmy Smith. Um, I like Jimmy Smith, the new rock commentator. I think he's good. This was not a good show for him, in my opinion. I can't remember, like, all the bad things, but I just remember, like, this is one that really stood out to me for some reason. And he's like, you want to talk about riding a wave of momentum? Nobody's been doing that more recently than Nikki Cross, which, first of all, is just, like, it's just a generic line, like, just a generic line that's just not very good. But second of all, not really. She she didn't beat Rhea. Rhea didn't beat her. She beat Rhea by lasting two minutes. And she, the whole match, she just got beat on by Rhea. And then she beat Charlotte by lasting two minutes in a match that she essentially just got beat up the entire time. And then she beat Rhea in a tag team match because Charlotte beat up Rhea and she just took the pin. She's not riding a wave of momentum. She's just, like, getting, like, these petty victories that don't mean anything. Like, it's just stupid. Like, it doesn't make sense. Oh, man. Like it's just it's just so bad. I just and I like Nikki Cross. At least she's being on TV, which I'm always I'm always happy to see. And so going into this match, I'm like, okay, Rhea's gonna come out somehow, cause Charlotte the match because of course this Nikki winning streak has to continue. Um, and then um, so match starts and kid you not, minute in the match, I Rhea's music hits, and I literally sitting there on my couch. I'm like, mm, called it. I saw this coming a mile away. And then, so um, after that, uh, Nikki Cross tried to roll her up, but didn't work. Uh, Ripley sat uh, at ringside to watch the match as um, Charlotte kind of just like threw Cross around because Cross is much smaller than her. And um, Charlotte kind of just beat on her for a while, and then uh, went to a break. We came back to see Charlotte still in control, but Nikki was able to hit a nice counter for a near fall. And then there was some repeated back and forth before Ripley um, distracted. So she, Ripley started taunting Charlotte from the outside of the ring. And um, Charlotte was like, went out there to like get her. And then Nikki Cross followed her. They fought for a little bit. Then Nikki Cross got back in the ring because it was like a seven kind of at that point. But um, Flair was distracted by um, what's her name? Rhea Ripley, so she didn't get back in the ring. Nikki won by countout. And then yet again, the commentators are like, oh my gosh, what a win for Nikki Cross. It's like, she won by countout because Rhea Ripley was distracted. It's not a big win. 
she won my count out because Charlotte was being distracted. Like, and then Nikki's like running like two victory laps around the ring because they just want to make her look stupid at this point. And then Charlotte just like is like, what the heck? And then she just like big boots and starts just beating up Nikki. And then she kind of just leaves. And it's like, cool. Oh, sorry. She beats up Nikki and then Rhea gets back in the ring, hits her with a rope tie, holds up the title. How exciting. How exciting. How exciting. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like, whatever. That match. It was it was a solid match, actually. Like, I thought the back and forth action from both women was good. I just thought the finish was stupid. Like the countout, I just didn't like the finish. Like, I thought the finish was detrimental to probably everyone involved other than maybe Rhea Ripley. Which, like, it just it was just bad. Like, I just didn't like it. And then backstage was this show had some horrible backstage segments. I mean, like the, um, but like there's this one, and then there's one with McIntyre later. Both of them are horrible. The only good one was the one with New Day, but it's backstage, and that so it's Riddle and Jeff Hardy. And Riddle was like, "Oh, Randy's mad at me because I lost last week. Is there anything? Do you think there's anything I should do to make it up for him?" And then he's like, well, "How do you, you're a tag team legend? How do you make a good tag team?" And Hardy's just, like, respect, caring for each other, teamwork. And then he's like, as, as crazy as this sounds, you need to um, listen to Randy Orton, blah, blah. And then he's like, well, I got to go because I got a match with Matt or John Morrison next. And then Riddle started rambling for a little bit about a band he was going to have with Randy Orton playing the piano. And then he looks back, and Jeff Hardy was gone. This backstage segment, like, Honestly, Hardy sounded like he was, like, reading from a script. Like, he sounded, like, so disinterested. Like, why am I in this company anymore? He just sounded – and he was just, like, so over it. And it was, like, hilariously bad. And then, like, Riddle, I think – Riddle, when he just starts rambling, like, it's okay when he does it with, like, Randy Orton because Randy Orton's just, like, shut up, Riddle. But when he does it with anyone else, it's kind of just annoying. So, yeah, this backstage segment was trash. And then, so, um, next up is Jeff Hardy versus John Morrison. Morrison comes out first, and he's, he makes sure, because last week, Miz's wheelchair started rolling down the ramp um, when they did their poses, because more, so, this week, they make sure Miz is in the correct spot, and then they do the poses. Morrison starts to walk down the ring, but then realizes he forgot Miz behind him, so he goes back and get him. I actually thought this was funny, especially because they do it in slow motion, which makes it even better. And then, um... So Jeff Hardy came out. Can we appreciate Jeff Hardy's pyro, by the way? Like, the pyro he has, I just think, looks so cool. But that's kind of a size one. Jeff Hardy comes out. He makes his entrance. But as he's up on the turnbuckle doing kind of his, like, clapping little thing, John Morrison shoots him with the drip stick, which is just a water gun. And Morrison, uh, Miss on commentary, is like, yeah, that's how you do it. And so he shoots him with the drip stick, but Hardy kind of just shrugs it off before the bell. And then immediately kind of just, like, went on the advantage against Morrison. He sent him into the corner with a couple punches. And then he hit a big big old splash him in the corner. But um, Morrison was quickly able to respond with a clothesline. And then for the second match in a row, Cedric and someone interrupted, like, a minute in. And Cedric Alexander came out to watch a match. Despite the fact, I thought he was feuding with Shelton Benjamin, not Jeff Hardy. And then, so, uh, he comes out to watch the match, and he kind of just stands there for, like, the entire match. And then, um, so, um, Morrison isn't really distracted by Alexander at all. And so, he covers Hardy for a near fall off the, like, I forget what he did last. 
But he had a nice little, like, move thing. But then eventually Hardy was able to counter back, hit a whisper in the wind for a two count. And then he took Morrison onto the apron, but Morrison hit kind of like a TKO type thing on the ropes. And then uh, got Hardy back in the ring, uh, dropped him down, hit the starship pin, picked up the win. This match was, it was fine. I mean, it was short. The back and forth action wasn't too bad, but, you know, it just didn't really serve a purpose other than to set up another match, um, an impromptu match immediately after this. How exciting. And then, so, yeah, it was fine, I guess. And then after the match, Cedric Alexander gets the mic, and he's like, Hardy, I wanted to apologize to you for last week because I was being rude. But then I watched the tapes back, and I realized that you were actually mocking me the whole time. So I'm the only thing I'm going to apologize to you for is oh, I'm about to put you in the a retirement home. And then Hardy grabs the microphone and he's like, oh, yeah, you think you can put me in a retirement home? Well, if you beat me tonight, I'll retire. So, yeah, and then we went to a commercial break. This promo, it just didn't make sense because Hardy, like, was not disrespecting Cedric at all last week. If anything, Cedric was disrespecting him because he was, like, keep doing, like, Hardy's poses and making fun of him. Like, Hardy was not doing that, like, one bit to Cedric. It just didn't really make that much sense. But, um, yeah, so we go to a break. We come back. Match is about to start. And then, so, immediately, um, Alexander assumes control because Hardy's already been in the match. And um, he gets him on the ropes, and it's like a dragon screw and starts kind of uh, working over the leg a little bit. Hardy, eventually, he goes for the twist of fate, but he misses. And then... Um, Senator hit him with a nice Minchinoku driver. Hardy managed to uh, throw a shoulder up anyway. Um, Alexander went up to the top rope and went for kind of like mocking Hardy. He went for a swanton bomb, but uh, Hardy was able to roll out of the way, so Shelton kind of just crashed and burned. Um, but eventually, Hardy just could not really take control much for this match. And um, Cedric hit him with a, like a running knee, leaping knee thing, and then he went for like the neuralizer kick, but Hardy was able to move out of the way. Hardy then hit the twist of fate. He moved up to the top, hit the Swanton Bomb, and Hardy picked up the win. But this match, actually, the action was fine. It just, from a storyline perspective, it made no sense. Because, okay, so Shelton, or Cedric was kind of on, like, a momentum ride. Because he beat Shelton Benjamin two weeks in a while. It looked like he was going somewhere. And then he lost clean to Jeff Hardy last week. And then this week, he loses clean to Jeff Hardy, who's already wrestled in a match and lost before this. It just makes Cedric look like a total idiot. Like, makes him look stupid. And then he's, like, pulling out Hardy for, like, mocking him, even though that never, it just, like, Cedric, like, looks like an idiot in all this. And it's just stupid. Like, it just doesn't make sense. But, you know, I was not a big fan of the result. Well, I don't want Hardy to retire either. Maybe they just shouldn't have booked the match. But, yeah, I mean, whatever. So, next up was the evolution and so um naomi came out and um eva marie's theme song hits Corey's like oh my gosh it's time and eva marie comes out flanked by this other girl um who apparently is from nxt uk and is named piper niven and the commentators had no idea who she was which honestly i can respect because nobody watches nxt uk so it kind of makes sense that i don't know who she was and so instead of even Regan in the match um, to fight Naomi, this Piper Niven person who I don't know if that's her raw name, but she gets in the ring and she basically 
squashed Naomi in like two minutes max. Like she just slammed her around a little bit. Naomi tried punching her a couple times, but she just shrugged it off, headbutted her, threw around a bit more, and got a three count. Um, so the ring announcer didn't know who this Piper Niven character was either, so he wasn't able to announce the winner. So Eva Marie grabs the mic from and she's like, and your winner, Eva Marie, even though she didn't wrestle the match. Um, this match I was not the biggest fan of because I don't. I hate to see Naomi getting squashed in the match. The action wasn't great. It was just a squash match. But the one thing I am glad about is that Eva Marie is playing a heel because the in the vignette we've seen in the past couple weeks, like I think WWE tried to make her look like a face, but they just failed utterly, and they just made her seem like this kind of like rich person who thinks she's better than you. So they're actually turning her heel, which I don't mind. I'm glad she's a heel because I don't want to see even Maria's face. But I wish Naomi wasn't really squashed like this. And I just don't really care about Eva Marie, to be honest with you. Like, I just, I could care less about her. I could bloody care less. And then so next on Raw, it showed like a clip from earlier in the day where Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke were doing a photo shoot. And then um, they could hear like some like, Something interrupted them, so they went over to check what the noise was, and it was Tamina Snuka. Why do I call her Tamina Snuka? I don't know. And uh, Natalia, uh, like, re- practicing in the ring. And Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke were like, oh, guys, can you stop it? I mean, like, blah, blah, blah. And then Natalia's like, hey, I don't see why you're so mad about us practicing in the ring. Because maybe if you were more concerned about being good in the ring than shooting photos, you would be the women's tag team champions right now, which would be a good point. And then um, Tamina made, like, the exact same point. And first of all, I mean, why would you just repeat what you what Natalia said? But then on the other hand, I don't think you should talking be talking about being good in the ring, Tamina, because she has, like, two moves, and she's not good at either of them. Tamina's trash in the ring. So I don't, I don't know why Tamina was talking. Like, it just didn't make sense. And then um, uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke were like, well, you guys are stupid and we're hotter than you. And then um, Natalia's like, oh, you want to go? And then they're like, sure, come on, fight. And so they get in the ring, and they're all just kind of brawling. Security comes and pulls them apart. This backstage segment was whatever. I mean, I didn't really care. I mean, there's two women's tag teams left in this company, so I guess they have to feud because everyone else just got fired. Um, So, yeah, these are the only two remaining, surprisingly. Because I don't think Nia and Shane are really a team anymore, and – Ruby Riot got fired, Donna got fired, and uh, Iconics got released, and uh, Lex Plus and Nikki Cross broke up, and uh, so these are the only two left, and I don't like either of them. Fun. Fun, I guess. Oh, yeah. It just... Oh, and then we went from one horrible backstage segment to another with Drew McIntyre, and Drew's a good promo, but this week, I don't know if it was his material or what. But so the, for the past couple weeks, he's been telling these random Scottish stories on Raw. And this one was just, he's like, oh, this weekend I'm going into a Hell in a Cell match with Bobby Lashley. And the thing Bobby doesn't know about Hell in a Cell is you got to have a strategy. And then he told the story about some guy named William Wallace, who was like a Scotchman war guy. And he was smart. And he won a battle once. And he's like, and, so I was, and that doesn't really And then Literally, Drew McIntyre said, so what does that story have to do with my hell in a cell strategy against Lashley, and then um, quoting him, nothing. He was like, no, no, it doesn't have anything to do with anything, to be honest with you. He's like, because I'm not telling anyone my strategy. And it, I just hated this. Like, it was unnecessary. And then later in the show, um, K- 
Kevin Patrick went backstage to Bobby Lash's locker room, and he's like, oh, what did you think about Drew McIntyre's comments earlier comparing himself to William Wallace? And then Bobby Lashley's like, actually, I think that's a good comparison. You want to know why? Because William Wallace was executed for a federal crime, and Bobby Le- and Drew McIntyre's federal crime was trying to take this title away from me. Another whatever promo. I just don't care. And that Drew backstage promo was, like, horrible, like, awful, just just bad, like, just oof. It was a very oof thing. Next up was New Day versus RK Bro, which I already talked about. Um... And then after that was uh, Rhea Ripley versus Asuka. And um, this match was solid. Um, so Ripley got the early advantage on um, Asuka. She worked her over for a bit and then hit a nice little the, the, like missile drop kick um, onto Asuka and then put Asuka like, up on the top rope. She went for a super kick, but then, or not a super kick, a super plex. But Asuka was able to counter and hit a missile drop kick of her own. And then she went for a Northern Light suplex and, like, bridged into a near fall. That didn't get the win. Then they kind of, like, did some back and forth, like, submission offense before Asuka went for a kick. Ripley caught her, hit the riptide. And then post-match, Charlotte attacked her. And then they were pulled apart by security. But they just kept, like, brawling with each other. And so, yeah. Um, I would say that this was a good match. I enjoyed this match, to be honest with you. And I would say that the finish with Asuka missing the kick against Ripley and getting the Riptide was good, but like in all six of their matches they've had against each other, that was the finish. So it's not really that cool anymore. It's just like, it's just a repeat match. And like, the the match was solid. It was fine. It's just, I don't want to see these repeat matches over and over again. I thought the post-match was solid, though, with them just being, like, constantly pulled apart. I didn't, I thought, I actually thought the post-match did a nice job of kind of, like, heating up the feud for this Sunday. Even though I feel like there's not that much heat between them. I feel like Charlotte's whole gripe against Ripley is that, oh, Ripley's not worthy of being the champion. She's too immature. And then Ripley's just kind of, I guess she just doesn't like Charlotte. I feel like, I guess there was, like, at WrestleMania 36, but I feel like there's not enough, like, proper heat between these two for that kind of thing. Maybe maybe that, that might just be me, though. And then next up was the Bobby Lashley backstage promo, which I already talked about. And then uh, it was Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. Uh, early on in the match, Nia Jax, or Alexa Bliss, kind of dominated. She had some kicks and then constantly went for, like, sleepers. And um, then eventually she eventually targeted uh, Nia's legs to take her out. But then uh, Nia managed to take back control. She threw another, slammed her a couple times, threw her into the corner, hit a splash in the corner. Um, she went for the leg drop, but um, Alexa dodged it. And um, Reginald started distracting her, but it didn't really matter because Alexa just got um, Nia up, hit a DDT for, on her, and then went for, the, went for the Twisted Bliss. She's about to cover her, but then Reginald got in. And disqualify and attacked Bliss, disqualifying Jax. And then post match, um, Bliss kind of like possessed Reginald. I guess she kind of like looked at him, and Reginald started like acting weirdly or something. And then the, it just kind of, and then Alexa just kind of left. So uh, this match was like two minutes. It wasn't great. It was fine. I mean, whatever. The post match, like okay, whatever. I just another DQ finish. Like, come on, people. Like, I just, like, don't care at this point. Like, it's just, I just don't really care. And then, so, next up was that um, Kofi and 
um, MVP thing I already talked about. And the next up was another bad thing on Raw, which was Elias versus Jackson Riker again. So uh, they faced off, and Riker immediately kind of just beat him up with a bunch of clotheslines, slams, elbows. And then they started brawling to the outside. Elias got thrown into the ring post. And then Elias kind of just, like, stayed outside of the ring, got counted out, and, and lost. Um, yeah, this match was bad. I mean, like, they brawled for a couple minutes. Elias gets counted out. I don't care at all. And then here's another, like, poor effort in a way that's just funny. Um, what thing where, um, so what was it? I'm trying to, th- no, no, I'm forgetting. Um, oh, so Elias has like, not like the top of his Titantron, but the bottom of his Titantron. She has like a bunch of people like playing music together. Jackson Riker is the same Titantron as him, even though they're not, they hate each other now. Like it's just like low effort range supreme. So, yeah, um, whatever. So, next up, there's, like, some couches set up on ringside. And so, Bobby Lashley and MVP and their lady people that came out to watch uh, AJ Styles face Drew McIntyre. And so, um, AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre, they both came out. Match started. Um, AJ, this match was actually pretty pretty solid. Um, This match was pretty good. Some nice back and forth from both men. AJ, you know, kind of, like, hit some chops and some strikes before Drew McIntyre got in control. Hit him with a beautiful back body drop and just kind of beat on him for a while before he eventually hit the Future Shock DDT. Uh, then Drew started, like, taunting Lashley, like, I'm going to beat you for your title. And then almost kind of, like, oh, like, well, um, Drew was distracted. He dragged AJ out of the ring so he would cover. And then so Drew was kind of stopped from attacking AJ by Omos. But then the Viking Raiders music hit, and they came out to kind of give Drew some backup. And so the second I saw them come out, I'm like, oh, so it's going to be a six-man tag. But the match went on for a bit longer after that, and so they went for, to a break after that. But they came back. Drew was dominating the match when he came back. But AJ was able to, like, pick up Drew on his back and hit, like, the knee onto the thing. And then um, threw him onto the ropes and um, sent uh, McIntyre outside the ring. And then Lashley was shown to be enjoying the match. He's like, ha-ha, look at Drew. Because AJ was kind of beating him down, Drew. And they put him in a chokehold and kind of just rolled around with him for a while. And then uh, he kind of rolled him up. AJ rolled him up for a near fall before Drew was able to get um, back in the offense and took out AJ on the outside. And then he started taunting Lashley again and um, got sent in the seal steps because he was too busy focused on Lashley. Then... Um, or sorry, he sent Lashley into the steel steps. And then so Lashley recovered and the match um, continued um, for a little bit before Lashley attacked Drew in the ring, causing a DQ finish. And then the Viking Raiders came over and started beating up Lashley and they hit his, um, and then Lashley suplexed, or McIntyre suplexed Lashley on the floor. Um yeah, the match was solid back and forth. Again, just like DQ finishes. I don't care. And this was just to set up another impromptu six-man tag match. So that's the main thing, which I need to hurry up and finish this because I can only record for like three more minutes. So six-man tag match. We went to commercial. Come back. Six-man tag. Yeah, started um, with the Viking Raiders kind of started against AJ. And they were double-teaming him and taking him out. And then because Lashley wasn't because he went backstage. He his ring gear on. 
And then so Lashley came back with his gear and took out McIntyre from behind and kind of beat him up and threw him into the barricade. Um, and then almost got tagged in and he kind of just dominating everybody. And then eventually he tagged um, Lashley in and Lashley dominated the Viking Raiders for a little bit before they were able to take back control. And then um, Lashley tried to put the hurt lock in, but then Drew came in got the tag and started beating up Lashley. And then there's another commercial break and that Ivar got kind of like worked over and then AJ was tagged in, but Ivar managed to get a hot tag to Drew who beat up on AJ for a while before um, almost attacked Drew on the outside. And then both the Viking Raiders went for him, but they both kind of just got wiped out. And then AJ, he went for the hot tag to almost, but apparently his body just gave out. And he tagged in Lashley, who was like, what? Why did you tag me? And then he turned around, got Claymore, and McIntyre pinned him. And then to end the show, um, McIntyre was kind of like pointing down at Lashley, who was on the outside. And he was like, I'm going to take that title from you. So I need to speed this up. Um, this six-man tag, it was solid. It was fine. The main thing I don't like is, well, uh, so Drew pinned Lashley, so Drew's going to lose is basically what I'm getting out of that. And I feel I don't know if I would like 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 you and me pinning your like dominant champion right before pay per view. I'm not the biggest fan of that. And um, the thing with AJ, oh, his body just gave out before he could make the tag to Omos. I thought that was kind of stupid because Omos was closer to him than Lashley was, so that just didn't make sense. And AJ's like a much like like a veteran of the business. Like I'm sure he can do it. And I've seen people take much worse beatings and still be able to get the hot tag. So I just thought that was kind of stupid, but I thought the match was solid and um, you know, that's all for the show. So we'll give you my final thoughts on the show and all that stuff in the outro. So I'll see you at the outro. Okay. So in conclusion, I thought this episode of raw was a pretty bad episode. I thought the Alexa bliss playground to kick off the show. Wasn't great. I thought the Nikki cross versus Charlotte was also not great. I thought that um, the Jeff Hardy versus John Morrison thing wasn't great. I thought the Cedric Alexander versus Jeff Hardy thing wasn't great. Um, what else? What else? What else? I thought the Eva Marie versus Naomi thing was bad. I thought that the Drew McIntyre promo was trash. I thought New Day versus RK Bro was actually pretty good. Um, I thought that Ripley versus Oscar was okay. Um, I thought Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax was boring, and I don't care. I thought Elias versus Jackson Riker was garbage. I thought McIntyre versus AJ was okay, and I thought the six-man tag with the Viking Raiders was okay. So, yeah, in conclusion, this episode of Raw was just boring and bad, and I did not like it that much. So, um, a way to support me through my hard times of watching Raw would be to follow the Suplex Show on Spotify, Google Podcast. Breaker, Radio Wave, wherever you listen, and then head over to those other places and follow us there because we could use all the followers we can get. Um, as usual, follow us at The Suplex Show on Twitter and me, Brett, the host, Brett, at Kind Platypus on Twitter. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Um, shout us out on Twitter. Shout us out to your friends. Um, any questions, thoughts, things you want to talk about can be sent to The Suplex Show at or the suplex show at gmail.com and they'll be right out on the show as long as they're not inappropriate and um i'll even shout you out if you send something in and if you want me to shout you out by a certain name i'd be fine with that just give me 
our name and I'll do that and even do a fun little cool wrestling name. That'd be fun. So uh, that's all for today's show, guys. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Bye.